Are you curious about the current state of the rapidly changing real estate market? For answers, look no further than Brian Linda at Coldwell Banker Bernizer Realtors. We are experienced real estate professionals with over 40 combined years in the industry. We have a finger on the pulse of the market and can help you understand the latest trends and conditions no matter how wild they appear. Right now, we are offering a free, no-strings-attached seller's guide. This guide is packed with valuable tips and insights to help you navigate the selling process with confidence. Contact us today at www.realestatechanged.com or find Get Brian and Linda on Facebook. Remember, for all things real estate, Get Brian and Linda. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mana Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Dustin Abuke, with my other fabulous co-host, Becca Schoenborn. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm splendid. Good. Great. Yeah. Well, we're, hear we're recording this on a Wednesday, so I'm excited because I'm going to walk immediately out of this room and walk to the farmer's market and get yeah. a, a bomby sandwich for lunch today mm, which is like kind of a local legend on this podcast that we talk about these sandwiches yeah we've just talked about these bonbies a lot haven't we way too much i feel like it feels like a lot to us because we mention it regularly we but do it's probably pretty we've far and few between realistically I don't know. it Who seems knows? to come up a lot even if it comes up know. in the winter when we're thinking about it they deserve all of the i know well received. now that i well now that i don't work in menominee it's all hard to get down to the farmer's market on wednesday so the fact that i'm in town on a wednesday this is where yeah. i'm going i'm i'm I, had I this... feel like you have to just get everything on the menu then. I know. Like you got to get the sandwich. You got to get the loaded fries. If you also have it's... to go get egg rolls, egg rolls. and I the know. boba I tea. About... I, was... I was thinking about it. Just make your round. I know. I know. It's so, yes. I miss it all. Hope the bread guy's there. I'm just like, I just Oh, love... yeah. Was... Richard. Is that who that is? I don't know. He's one of the bread guys. Oh, my God. Is the one with the circle? Was... I don't even know. I, I, I don't know. Richard's bread. the one who always does the, like, um, like the pizza Danish type thing. Oh, I've, he has all the, I've like, yet to things. have one of those. That's because they sell out within, like, an hour of the farmer's Yeah, I almost got it's one last wild. time I was down there. I did not get one. We used to be, when the co-op had a booth at the farmer's market, he was our booth neighbor. And it is shocking how fast they sell. Like, he comes with so many of them yeah and people are there when it opens like that bell dings and people are like where are they chop chop that's crazy he's like i didn't even put my tablecloth on yet guys <laughs> give me a minute um yeah one of the the rising bread people uh are not there anymore because they're doing they're selling wholesale and they're selling oh. their bread here now which is oh really yeah they make a really good sourdough Ooh super good the sourdough bread sounds awesome right now mm. see again that's the other reason why i love a bombing sandwich see that's the i always the tell people really that they're hers to go bread that they use is so much better because i'll get that yeah. sandwich elsewhere in the world and the bread is always just like a basic i don't understand it mm -hmm. like I, i'm just like oh i don't know what kind of bread it is i don't it's know really either. good it just crushes so okay. i'm so excited speaking of that. bread i have never related to a person more than when oprah did the bread commercial like it was like a weight watchers commercial or something years ago and like i still remember it she she said like i love bread in this commercial like that was the whole thing it was like you can lose weight and still eat bread or something like that and her saying i love bread has stuck with me and that has been you know it's like think. same oprah same. it's well, it's true so relatable my God, Oprah's just a normal person like She's you and just I. Like us. I mean, on the last podcast, you said you're going to own two homes, so 
<laughs> when I'm 85, when you're 85, you're going to have a, you're going to have a second home by then. Um, I would love to own like a vacation property, like an Airbnb or something. Like, yeah. I think it'd be really cool to invest in. We were talking about the, um, having property in the UP on the last episode. And I think that it would be really cool to have some sort of investment property that you rent out as an Airbnb when you're not using it, yeah. when I'm not living there all summer. Yeah. Cause I don't really have interest in living there in the winter. They, there's too much snow. Yeah, I don't even like the amount of snow we get I was in Menominee. I'm plenty good with what we get here. So like, like many, many feet of snow all winter is not really it. Yeah. Thing. And then your winter's longer, which is the worst. Yeah. It's already we bad went, here. We, uh, went there in june once and it was still only like 50 degrees i was like oh yeah it'll be early summer and it was not i was like i didn't pack my winter clothes yeah i thought it was gonna be warm yeah and then but we stayed right on the lake too so it was see this is why we talk about how packed our summers are because you get four fun months here yeah exactly and then it's eight months of then it's two months of on both sides of it might rain too much and it might be too cold outside this and summer we're having the opposite of... problem. Now, now it's rain not raining and we're, everyone's like, where is it? We need it. I'm Everything's fine. dead. I, I'm fine without it. It's fine. I like being outside. Rain ruins my day. So I do too. I'm just around farmers all the time. So, yeah, that's you know. true. I feel it gets expensive that, but... when you have to water all your crops with your hose. Sure. They, like they're all just pulling one garden hose out into their entire Sorry, farm field. Yeah, that's obviously is what they do. Back that's how farming works. Yeah. You work at a co-op. You know what you're talking about. Actually, that is probably how a lot of them work. There are a lot of the farmers oh, we work with are pretty small farms. So. Sure. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. What else? Next, yeah, next week, I'm going on my trip. Yay. Very exciting. Going to Red Rocks. Yeah. Talk- staying at a bed and breakfast for the first time yeah. never done that before Ooh, i've never done it actually i found a sweet spot where like the room that we booked has an exterior door it's not like we're all roomy like roomies in one big house so that i don't really like but having my own door that i can come and go as i please yeah but still getting that's a really must. good breakfast in the morning seems like the best of both yeah worlds. that's the must and we're staying in your which is Known as the Switzerland of Colorado or something. It's like in the be- beautiful mountain valley. It's one of the places we haven't been. Cool. So. Well, I'm excited for you to get out. Me too. I know. We just uh, we just uh, did our death metal show at the Mabel Tainer. Yeah. Which is it. insane that I was allowed to uh, do that. That's super I love cool. It. I know. Well, you know, it's a it's a theater for the arts. Yeah. And I mean, you got to do everything once. Hey, so maybe, why not? Maybe Mabel Tainter loved metal music and we just don't know. <laughs> maybe it was her secret thing and a she thing? Like, just couldn't tell people. Yeah, it. totally. She loved death metal. She loved it. So yeah, so, that's yeah, pretty maybe wild. Maybe she was just rocking along with you. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's a wild thing that uh, is happening that, that happened in Menominee at the Mabel. Which I is, love this weird little town. I know. It's amazing. See, it's it's so like, there's people that want to have fun, which yeah. is good. Uh, the director over there, Lucas, thinks it's fun. And it's summer. Mabel Tainer is slow right now. Yeah. So why not fill it with uh, people screaming as loud as they can into a microphone? And... Who also happen to be the nicest people in the world. True. Which we've talked about many times. Yeah. Yeah. The, the headliner uh, is just a one-man guy. And uh, yeah, he was so excited to just be at the Mabel. Yeah, awesome. He'd never been there and heard all about it and heard it was haunted and so he was just pumped about it. I mean, some of these bands are used to playing like basements. So yeah, that's true. I mean, the Mabel's quite a step up from some of the dingy yeah. places. Even I think that about when we do shows at Zymergy. I look, I'm like, this is a pretty good venue. 
and then i see videos of like other bands playing elsewhere i'm like this is a crappy venue that they're at and it makes me feel better about our venue. right at so. least the at least Symergy has like lights and stuff yeah light, lights and a stage i always feel like we're i always feel like we're a, a step up because we have a stage yeah too many places do not and it's just the floor oh my god so too but, risky yeah but we're here with joan navarre that's our segue we don't really have segues we're, yeah apparently segues are not really our strong it's not they're bad one. they're poor so uh we just get a lull in our conversation and we're like well on to the next on to the guest that just had to sit and watch us ramble for six seven minutes how are you joan great thank you for inviting me of course of triangle arts antiques fame in downtown Menominee. Mm-hmm. thank a you a downtown legend if you will yeah wow yeah you've had your shop down there for as long as i can remember yes, yes how long I is have. it how long at have least you had it? 10 years i'm gonna say i moved here permanently in 2014 and i feel like it's been there as long as i've can as long as i can remember mm-hmm and it's my home. Yeah, I was so saying, I live above my shop. Above oh, do you? Yes, oh, it's a wonderful that. commute. And then <laughs> teaching at UW Stout, my mm-hmm. commute is great. I walk across the street and I'm in Harvey Hall. <laughs> so I always say to my students, "Don't expect a snow day." Right. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, like I can always make it. Oh man! Immediately to rate my professor on that. <laughs> no <laughs> snow days. No, uh, remember that. Professor? Is that still a thing? Oh, it is. Really? We won't go there. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you know the complainers are always the loudest. That's why I always have to remind myself of. Like, you know. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. That wow, is fun. that really that really brought me back some funny memories. That's pretty funny. And it's a great building. Yeah, I was just gonna say we had uh so last episode we had Jeremiah Jardine on. And we were talking about him purchasing the Simple Sports Building and how I just love that. We talked about how much we love that building. Yes. But that corner's great because the other great building is your building, which is the Triangle Building it's right so there. It's so cool. It is so I cool. I love it. It's so like, cool. I've never, like, I've, I've, there's been a few times where I've walked on downtown and I look and I'm like, you know, this could just be a two more square buildings and then just mm-hmm. end just like this. I'm like, mm-hmm. but man, the thought process that they put in to build the building the way they did right there just is so aesthetically pleasing for that little spot. Absolutely. I'm going to invite listeners, come into the shop and look at the pressed metal ceilings because that apex room, the point, when I first came in the building, it was um, covered. It was covered with fluorescent lights, low ceiling. It was kind of the 70s aesthetic. Luckily, when we took that off, the pressed metal ceiling was all there. Wow. But it's just masterful, the engineering. I don't know how, because nothing is square, how they put that ceiling in. Right. So check it out. That's so cool. Do you know the history of that building? Like how? Well, I know the whole block burned down and was rebuilt in 1906. Oh, I didn't know that. So when I'm hanging out in the basement, it's old. That foundation is really old. Cool. And it's fun to think about the history and who was there. And the flooring, at least in my space, I don't know about down the street, but is um, it's all brick, big brick. Oh, cool. And I can see in one doorway threshold where the workmen, because there were craftsmen down there, they were sculpting monuments, carving monuments. I can see how many times they walked through that door because it just scooped out. Yeah. Oh, it's wow. one of my favorite features. That's really cool. Thinking of them down there working working, yeah Mm -hmm. that's pretty cool but our sidewalks are higher 
in Menominee on Main Street. So a long time ago, you would have light going through the basements. So if you look at old photos, there are windows all along there. But those have all been sealed up. Sure. But I wouldn't mind some natural lighting down there. Yes, yeah. actually, yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> That's your husband Mexican too. But yes, it it was the Hammerley building. Okay. So if you look at our mural, Welcome to Menominee, it it depicts the building, and it shows the monuments that were for sale year round. Can you imagine headstones for sale year round? Well, wow. and and the history is like right across the street where the candy store is. Mm-hmm. Yes, the Goodrich Building, which was a fit furniture store, but that was also the Undertaker and the coffin maker in the basement because if you sold furniture, you. I could... like to say one stop shopping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's that's a hundred percent what it was. Oh my I was hoping you'd bring that up because that's a hundred percent what that that was not unintentional. That is, I it's not unintentional that you could buy a coffin across the street right. and a headstone on the other side of the street. That was not a, that was not a mistake. I would say they were way ahead of their time for marketing purposes. Yeah, yes, that's hilarious. Yes, that's pretty funny. Yes. So, how did you go about like uh, getting like owning that building? I didn't know I was even looking for a building, Sure. but I was living in Menominee working at Stout and one cold morning I walked to school for my 8 a.m. class and I sat down on the bench in front of the building and I don't know what happened to me. I turned around and I saw for rent and I thought, oh, that's interesting. Wouldn't that be fun? Live really close to work. And then I turned around again and I saw a sign that said for sale. Oh, my gosh. And I don't know. It was like I was struck by lightning because I went straight to my office. I had taken down the phone number and I called the realtor. And before I knew it, I was asking for a viewing. That's amazing. And I walked in the building and I saw the press metal ceiling in the main room in the in the commercial side. And I just fell in love with that building. It was love at first sight. I love that. You yeah, just do. Pretty- yeah. So I had I, no yeah. idea. Interesting. It's so cool. I love those are my favorite types of stories is when like you kind of catch up to your own self in a situation like that where you're like, I this is gonna happen whether I want it to or not. Right. Apparently. Right. It's like, what am I doing? Right. Making the phone call right away. But that so, is so, so cool. So it was definitely purchased more with like wanting to live there versus well, oh absolutely. I mean, I really was clueless. I had this for a while I thought, oh, I could have a winding staircase going down to yeah. the first floor. And then I realized, wait, it's commercial. Mm-hmm. What do I do? Right. Well, I don't turn it into a storage locker, right? Right. So, and then I thought, well, if I if I rent it, what if my tenant is noisy? Mm-hmm. So then I thought, well, I've always loved art. I've always loved antiques. I'll have this little shop. Wow. So that's how it began. Cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And you have like you have some pretty unique stuff in your store too. Do you? Is there, do you specialize in specific things or do you just curate a collection that you really love? I wait for objects to speak to me, but I like Mm -hmm. objects to be small. Mm -hmm. So little boxes, little trinkets, little crystal things, jewelry. Mm -hmm. Jewelry is art. Yep. So I have a lot of little things, but I do have some bigger items. Um, I have to be careful. I've been known to bring items into my shop and things. What was I thinking? I have no space yeah, with us. <laughs> then I quickly have a sidewalk sale. Yep. 
<laughs> That's how you know, folks. Yep. The secret yes. getting it's because she, she she bought a big table. <laughs> and items are just so cool because they all have histories. They all have stories. And that's the English teacher in me. I'm always storytelling. And when I buy an object, if I can, I ask the person to tell me about the item. Where has it been? Where has it gone? And I've had some amazing stories. Some I had a set of dishes, Limoges China. Can you imagine? Somebody actually took that all the way to England and then brought it back to America. Wow. Breakables. Yeah. Amazing. But I had the woman write down the whole history. It had been her grandmother's. And then when I ended up passing it on to someone else, I included that history with it. Will they keep all of that? Who knows? But I, I that. feel that responsibility yeah. as much as I can to keep the story with the yeah. object. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I love that. <laughs> I have I I love antiques too. I'm always buying weird stuff, but um, I that's something that I'm always missing. Is I wish that I knew where they came from. Like, who owned this? How did it end up at this antique store? Like, whose estate sale? Like, who sold all of their grandpa's stuff in an estate sale? And now I'm buying this weird trinket for two dollars. But like, right. it probably really meant something to somebody. I would oh, love to know those photographs. Stories. I'm mm-hmm. the one who's always trying to save photographs it's like no there are all these family photos someone's just throwing away yeah Yeah. but i have to be careful like of course i can't get them all right i do find myself having boxes of photographs because i feel like they can't be in a landfill right well yeah so i'm in the recycling business yeah Yeah. (laughs) in addition to the the antiques it's also a little little recycling and making sure that stuff stays where it needs to be that's funny that is pretty funny but that's the thing i was like about your store is like you said is i like the fact that i can not being an antique person but i like the fact that i can go in and buy something like small that i don't have to like i mean i think at my office at work i have two or three things that i've bought from your store because i just like a little thing for my desk like that's i go into i literally go trinkets i like trinkets and i like little things that just are like oh that's cute that fits like something i do and that's the reason why i like going into your store uh, is be, is for that exact like thought process of like what's some little that I can take here and put on like a shelf for a desk really quick that mm-hmm. is just a little thing exactly and if you tire of it take a shoebox put it in there for a while yeah bring something else put it out exactly doesn't take a lot of room no right yeah, it's interesting that you're not an antiques person because you are a history person. I know I don't know very interesting I don't have enough time antiquing's a lot of work that's it why takes I like time. It. Uh, another reason why I like Jones Store, Jones Store is relatively small and simple. Yes. I can get in and out in a few minutes. Yes. You know, antique stores are overwhelming and there's too much stuff, mm-hmm. which is cool, but also just like, what are, you, what are you doing in there? Oh my God. And, <laughs> and I know people that do it and they spend hours looking through all the little bins. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, but I'm like, that. I know, exactly. So, I, yeah, I love antique stores. And spend- that's why I like them because it takes time. Like you have yes. to, so, yeah. you have to commit to really like, digging through stuff and looking at all the mm-hmm. there's always so much that you have to really take your time and like look at everything on the wall i do anyway some people right. just walk through but i'm always looking for all the like what's the thing hidden behind that vase over there show me that exactly. weird little thing right. like all that stuff discovery mm-hmm. so and now i'm on a i'm on a pyrex kick right now i've been oh yeah you've said i've that started before. my my uh pyrex collection which was a good and bad thing because now i'm 
you know yes. now I let myself buy one of the pieces that I've been looking at and it's a it's a one of a four piece set so now I'm like well I have to find the other four or the other three pieces eventually and you're coming in when the market is pretty high I know. that's Pyrex, the prices are high right yeah now. they really are I've been admiring it for a long time and well, it's funny because my mom has Pyrex stuff yeah exactly I just waited too long but to you start love collecting. it I love it so buy it the patterns they're so cute <laughs> oh, you love it so just buy it that's my uh the detriment in my lifestyle is that I am that type of person I, in a I, lot of aspects I'm like uh, well but I like it I know so well, I should yeah. buy it yeah like mm. Why do I have a job if not to spend my money on things I love? Exactly. I mean, I probably should like save my money and Blah. own a home, but you know. That's Speaking of antiques, there's a really cool old car outside of our window right now. <laughs> oh, it's a wow. rumble seat. That's, Beautiful. That is cool. Jesus. What We're did you say? It has a rumble seat. A rumble seat. Yes, yeah, you does. can sit in the back. Cool. Yeah. Um, You're on a bad podcast, Mike. Ain't nobody can see that car. I know. I just felt it. like it needed to be mentioned because it <laughs> fit with the topic it was a topic of the theme um speaking of uh random things is there a story with the mannequin my mannequin yeah oh do tell me what what have you heard no i'm just curious because it always is dressed up in something different like that well when i think of your shop i think of that mannequin in the window she's for some kind reason, of so become... i'm just curious part of the shop oh yeah for sure and if you took the mannequin away everyone would know I, it would be and again obvious I, yeah I, as a history person and like museums and stuff i dislike mannequins they are always gaudy and gross but somehow yours always <laughs> looks just fine like oh nine oh, out of every dressed other to the nines oh all the she, time. i know that mannequin always looks mm -hmm. so good and the way you have it decorated around thank every you every time i'm like i always think that i'm like i would hate this anywhere else but joan makes this work so well <laughs> that there's a full mannequin that i, I just don't like yeah i've always just wondered like where did she come from what how did she how did you acquire a good her? friend from spring valley jenny elaine uh gave her to me what a gift what a wonderful mm -hmm. gift and that gift keeps on giving because the mannequin loves clothing and I search for the most amazing outfits for her. I was That's just going to say, is that in your head all the time? Do you ever like see Always. an outfit and you're not thinking of anything else besides I'm putting that on? I'm her personal shopper. Yeah. She never wears an outfit twice. I aspire to be this man. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It, so that's been a great surprise. Who knew, right? Yeah. Because like you, I always felt, oh, I don't really know if I want a mannequin. Yeah. And then she arrived and I embraced her and the rest is history. That's funny. Part of it. So, so uh, how do you go about like, I know Becca kind of asked this, but like, so again, because you're, you know, a full-time professor at Stout right. and stuff, how do you go about like, collect, like getting your, the items? Do you like actually go out? pick them or yes that's the proper yes they're antique them or do people bring them in or pre-covid i would go to england almost every summer wow so i would shop in london and then in scotland and then it turned out i often was teaching in scotland a theater course in august so that was fun i then i had something else to look forward mm -hmm. to cool i've also started going to Arizona. My father lives there a big chunk of the year mm -hmm. and I'm having a lot of fun exploring Arizona. So I have some antique doors right now that are from Arizona. Mm -hmm. Don't ask me how I got them here. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say. 
No, it's it. That's I a trade know, secret. Someone who buys little, I can hardly lift these. <laughs> I had to bring them back to Menominee. So I'm always looking for unique items. Yeah. Well, that makes a little more sense when it comes to the uniqueness yes. of what you carry is that you don't look maybe in the Midwest as much. Right. A little, but not. Not as much. Right. Yeah. That, well, that makes more sense why your stuff kind of, even to me, who's as novice about this, you get looks just different. Yes. Than most every other antique store that you're in where you can kind of get the gist of mm-hmm. what's what's going to be sold there exactly right interesting okay and it's so much fun the location really invites lots of people in mm-hmm. i meet so many people i meet families who are bringing their um, prospective students to stout sometimes i'm the first point of contact and it's great i'll have students come to me four years later and say you were the first person I met. Oh, I went to Stout. I graduated. And it's, it just makes me happy. That's so cute. That's pretty cool. I love that. Yeah, it it is such a staple of our downtown, I feel like. Yeah. Well, thank you. The, yeah, for sure. I think partially because of the shape of the building, but also because there's always cool things to look at. Anytime you walk past, there's something unique to look at in the window. And yeah, I don't know. There's always... There are definitely cool rhythms to the season, so I've been putting red, white, and blue in the window last mm-hmm. night, getting ready for the the season. Um, so you said you work at Stout too. So like, uh, that's the main thing. So what do you do over? What's your what's your? I know you said you're English. So I'm a professor of English and film studies, and I really get the students involved in Menominee as home. So we one of the classes I teach is Power of Place. And I take students on walking tours of downtown Menominee, Menominee uh, theater class or film class, American cinema years ago. My class did original research on all the films that were shown at our outdoor theater. Oh, Oh, that's cool. And that was so much fun. So I'm always trying to find projects that are based in town that the students can do original research and really think about this amazing place called home. Mm-hmm. because it is that. their home for yeah. two three four years sometimes longer yeah yeah that's no. something i've mentioned before i went to stout too and it, it that i didn't really feel connected to the community until i wasn't at stout anymore and so I, yeah. if i would have had a professor that was like hey come look at all these things downtown or like research this unique thing about the place you're living i feel like i would have fallen in love with it a lot sooner than i did yes yeah, and that's a really good idea in general for colleges, like like you said. I mean, I went to undergrad in River Falls, and I have zero connection to that town ever. And mm-hmm. I've never been back, and it was just a place I went to college at. And I don't think I ever remember having any moment of any professor of anything trying to make me seem like I should care about actually like being there, besides to get my degree. <laughs> so that's, you know, it does seem like a stout thing over the last handful of years that I've heard, especially doing this podcast, that it does seem like that's a more focused, yes. um, you know, thing is to keep people, if not in the area, or at least not, not in Menominee, at least in the area. Mm-hmm. Are you from here originally? No, I grew up on a dairy farm near Fountain City, Wisconsin. Okay. okay. In a little valley called Oak Valley. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I understand what you're saying about farmers and water. Yep. <laughs> the talk of the town. It's been the talk of the summer right yep. now. Is Either there's too much, getting? there's not enough. Yep. It's always the conversation. Because of that, I usually have one dairy item in my shop. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yes. That's a thing. As a nod to my back. Yep. Oh, that's cool. 
So whenever somebody buys that, you got to immediately go out and find it. Well, yeah. One year I did a June dairy month window. So mm-hmm. I still have some left from that yeah. big window. Sure. Yeah. And that That's was fun. Cool. Yeah. Old milk bottles. Yeah. They're cool. They are really cool. But they are every time. Yeah. And they survive a lot of things. Yeah. Our right. Eau Claire store had a fire years ago and a lot of the milk bottles survived for some reason, even though everything else literally melted and exploded. The milk sure. bottles just were fine. Interesting. Yeah. Well, so outside of Triangle Arts, Antiques, and Stout, yes. what's the, who is Joan outside of those two things? My real passion is uh, filmmaking. I'm Because I teach film, I'm also rolling up my sleeves and working on films. And I have students make short films. But I'm actually in the process right now of making a documentary film about Oscar Wilde's 1882 visit to St. Paul, Minnesota. Oh, so that's exciting. Yeah, very exciting. Wow. And how's that process been? Like actually, well, it's been. I think COVID makes it challenging, Mm -hmm. but I'm so it's taking longer than I thought it would. But it's it's really exciting, and you're always problem solving, and it's making me a better teacher. Because I understand the production, pre-production, production, post-production process much better than just, here's what the textbook says. Right. Yeah, sure. Yep. Now you're actually seeing it from <laughs> beginning to end of yes. the work yeah. it can be. So, Te- textbooks have a way of uh, not including the fact that most things require troubleshooting throughout the entire process. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, you can't really teach that, like, in-the-moment troubleshooting type of work and experience without just... That's being thrown right. into a situation and having to do that and i'm in the right place for this creative work because we are surrounded by so many talented individuals and mm-hmm. so many giving individuals Definitely. because a lot of what i'm doing is volunteer based sure mm-hmm. so i'm grateful that's pretty so cool. watch that space yeah <laughs> cool. that's pretty cool yeah all right so where where can they find where can we find everything about Triangle Arts and anything else about? Um, I'm on Facebook. I think the best thing is come in and say hi on a Saturday mm-hmm. or give me a call. And if I'm home, I'll come down. That works cool. perfect. So, yeah, Saturdays you're open. Yes, 11 to 4. 11 to 4. Yeah, that's All right. the main time to come yes, down. Yes, otherwise, by appointment in summer is a good time to mm-hmm. catch me. Catch you around. Yeah. You're actually around now. Look yeah. for those uh, sidewalk sales. Yeah, look for, yeah. look for the bike outside. You never know. You never know. We'll try. Sometimes Jones, I realize that sometimes Jones board magically open signs. Go and play. Open. Yeah. It's yeah. just like I'm down here. I might as well speak. The up. mannequin wants a new dress. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She really needed a new outfit. I don't know. <laughs> That's the beauty of like uh, owning your own business and also living above it too, is that you right. get to, I don't know, you can just open it whenever you feel like it, I yep. guess. Exactly. Do whatever you want. Exactly. Cool. Cool. Well, thanks for being here, John. Thank you so much, both of you. Of course. What we a end, joy. We end the podcast with the same two questions to every guest. Um, so I just recently with Jeremiah, and you're a film person, so you're going to be easier on this. Mm, um, maybe. Maybe. Or it'll be it's going to be difficult. more difficult, but I've just started to adjust my questions. It's Becca adjusted hers like a year and a half ago. I feel like it was time for mine. So my question is like, what's a movie that you watch that makes you feel some sort of emotion, whether it's happy, sad, all the things? Casablanca. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. I Classic. teach it every semester. Sure. I love that film. And think about the music the music mm-hmm. alone yes you just you can't there are scenes even though i've seen that movie so many times i still get emotional yeah 
So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are the best when you somehow, like, you know everything that's going on and it just, like, elicits that response. Beautiful. Every time you're like, what's happening? Like, Beautiful this, movie. This should not happen. Yeah, Casablanca's. I think that was a movie I watched like five times in college. I haven't watched it since. I literally was just thinking about it. I haven't like, seen it a couple time. days ago. And I was like, gosh, I've watched that so many times when I was in school and I'd never watched it since. Well, I think it might be time. Dustin. I think it's time. Yeah. I'll watch it soon. Yeah, that's your sign. That's the sign. I do need to <laughs> no, it. came up twice. Yeah, you have to it's watch true. it. Again. Um, I would like to know what good food you've eaten lately. Easy answer. Strawberries. Yes. Mm. There are just, this has been a great summer for strawberries. Yeah. And I've started making homemade ice cream. So with real vanilla bean and I had strawberries with that ice cream and I thought this is the best. The best. Capital B. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We have not had a good strawberry season the last few years because of the weather. So it was... I'm so happy to see that they they grew this year. It's been a couple of years that they just we, they didn't even have like the U pick options open at most of our local farms. Correct. Interesting. So they just didn't have a good enough crop. But sure. this year, that seems to have recovered. The farmers market's full of them, and I love them so much. I'm making jam. Oh. Ooh, I've never tried to make jam. So That's I can celebrate the, the strawberries all year long. Yes. Yeah, mm. I like it. That's a good plan. Cool. Um, well, uh, you can follow Joan and her shop on Facebook. Stop in on Saturdays and say hi. Go visit the mannequin. See what outfit she's got on this week. Um, I'm going to think about that every time I walk past now. Now I'm really going to pay attention to what she's wearing. Um, if you want to follow our show, you can uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and until next time, we'll see you later.